This is Take a Cue, episode three. I open up every single instrument. I grease every cork. I clip open all the mouthpieces that are wrapped in plastic. I, you can't see my, my face here, but my mouth just dropped. My shock. jaw dropped. He's in absolute shock. Um, I, I unwrap the reeds so that uh, they don't have to, like, like with their tiny fingers, like, rip apart those wonderful foil uh, wrappers around the... They can't do that. They can't do that in 30 minutes. Um, so I clip the top off off those uh, wrappers on their, on their reeds. I oil everything except for the first valve which we learned to oil together. And uh, I gently unscrew the tops of the, the valve so that it's easier for them uh, when we go to learn how to oil it. So that's the, those are the instruments that are delivered ahead of time over the summer. Hello and welcome to Take a Cue. I'm Eric Dunno, 8th grade band and jazz band director. And I'm Jen Wise, 4th and 5th grade instrumental music teacher. We're two veteran educators with over 35 years of experience teaching music in New Jersey public schools between the two of us, and we're excited to bring teaching experiences and insights to you. That's right. Whether you're just starting out in your teaching career or you've been teaching longer than we have, this show will help you grow with new ideas and perspectives about music education and teaching. We hope you'll be as inspired as we are every time you tune in. Before we begin, if you enjoy our podcast, please help us out by doing a few super easy things. First, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Then make sure you rate the podcast and leave a review. It helps people find our show who haven't yet, and we really appreciate it. We sure do. Also, if you have questions or comments about anything you hear on the episode, come and interact with us on social media. We're Take a Cue Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's C-U-E. So, Jen, the episode today. Today, we have a lot to talk about because September is looming, and we've got, we've, we've got, a, we've got a bit to share. Um, Eric has a 32-item list just for September that you're going to hear about today. And growing. And growing and growing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I got to tell you, Jen does some stuff for Elementary Band that I never in a million years would have thought to do that I think just sets up her students for success like, like you couldn't imagine. So here we go. Let's get ready for September. Hey, Jen. Hi, Eric. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. Summer is in full swing. Isn't it really? Uh-huh. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm wearing my flip-flops. Everything smells like sunscreen. Life is good. That's awesome. Yeah. How yeah, about you? I, uh, everything's okay. Okay. I feel like it's going... Some days it feels really slow. Okay. But like recently it's felt like, where did half the summer go? I know. I know. It's like rolling into August is... So I... Uh, a veteran educator had this anecdote once that I, I think today is is pretty appropriate. They said June is a month of Fridays, uh, J- J- July is a month of Saturdays, and then August is a month of Sundays. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get the Sunday blues. So I, hopefully we can fight that today a little. But I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So our show today, we wanted to talk about some ideas that Jen and I have for setting up September correctly, Mm -hmm. or at least not necessarily correctly, but in a way that sets up the rest of the year to be positive. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so important. And I lived this last year because, uh, 
last year. My husband tested positive for COVID on September 1st. I tested positive on September 4th. My, oh my son tested positive on September 14th. And, uh, you know, he's, he's under two. He's, you know, can't be vaccinated. So he, uh, I didn't. I didn't teach my first class until October and I felt behind all year. So I'm so glad we get to talk about this because I, I think it, it just is so important. I don't know how you did that. It was wild. It was just, it was wild because, you know, a sick, sick baby at home. I really didn't have a ton of time to do, um, the, the September prep that I wanted to do. <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, so it was, it was a bit of a crazy year all year because of it. I, yeah. And do you feel like because of that, that the year, the whole year was changed. It really, it was, um, especially for my beginners, because I do so much prep for, before they even walk in the door. Um, and uh, yeah, for my beginners, it really, it, it set a tone that, that I don't want to say we had to recover from, but it just, it wasn't what I really wanted. Sure. I think that first couple rehearsals or first couple classes really does set the tone for the year. It does. Yeah. Okay. I remember like when I got my second teaching job, mm-hmm. Um, if you remember from the last podcast, it was the one that I didn't get renewed at (laughs) after the first year. (laughs) But I think one of the things that really made it difficult the whole year was I thought that I kind of had it in the bag and I didn't really have to prepare as much as I should have Mm -hmm. for that first, you know, first couple weeks. Sure. And, And at my first job, it was pull out lessons and band started before school. So I had as much time as I wanted Mm -hmm. to be able to get things going. But then the second job band was day one. Mm -hmm. And I kind of treated it like that first job where I didn't have to have everything ready. Right. Well, I'll just settle in and you know, here we go. It doesn't work like that. Uh, And, and uh, those of you out there who haven't experienced either side having a successful September or having a not so successful, successful September, hopefully you'll take away something, something a little extra today. So my teaching, teaching position right now is like you just described, I can't start whenever I want because there are six elementary schools in in my district and we kind of have to align. Um, But we usually give ourselves a little bit of time to to set up and get ready. So sure, um, and the job that I have now, the lessons can start again. We align together, mm-hmm. the uh, seventh grade band director and the orchestra director, so we give ourselves a little bit of time to get lessons going. Yeah, but our ensembles meet either from day one or day two, mm-hmm. and so setting up for you know those first rehearsals yeah. sets the tone for the year. Absolutely. So, what's um, something so- that you do that you find is really useful in that like first? five minutes of the first time you see the kids. I don't want to say I set a rule, but we all kind of come to to a mutual agreement that everything we do, we do together. And I found that that works for uh, my beginners and it works for my, it worked when I taught middle school. And um, yeah, even when I taught high school color guard, if we kind of come to a mutual agreement in the first five minutes that everything we do, we do it together. Nobody misses a beat. Nobody's driving anybody nuts by tooting on their mouthpiece. Um, and uh, nobody assembles half of their clarinet while someone doesn't even know what a mouthpiece is. So, <laughs> uh, so, and then we all, we all kind of say it out loud, actually. Like mm. I, I'm very, very serious about that because we can cut all I have to to say in the next lesson, if somebody gets, you know, a little overzealous, you know, um, trumpets, I'm looking at you playing, I, they walk in their second lesson, they're born like this, their second lesson, they walk in and say, look how high I can play, Beep! look how high I can play. Beep! And wait, um, so you tell them not to do that? Well, you know, I, 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 I giggle and I say, together. 
together. That's all I have to say in the second lesson. And then they're like, oh yeah, right. Everything we do, we do. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's posted <laughs> on the wall. It's uh, so, so I, uh, that's how, that's how I, I, with, with the students in the room, that's how I set it. I love the idea of setting that expectation and vocalizing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we do it. We, that's, that's how we, we keep everybody on the same page. So, and then we just, we kind of ride, ride that wave all year. We have, when we have our first ensemble rehearsal, which doesn't happen until, gosh, um, January, maybe. Uh, yeah, we, we, we come right back to that. And um, yeah. That's nice that you get the time to sort of set those expectations in smaller groups yes. first. Yeah, yeah, we really, we, we do. At the, the beginning level, if you don't have that, oh my goodness, fight for that. Because, uh, uh, you know, that, that's where you make the real connection is in, is in lessons. And then when you get on the podium and, you know, you have to have a little bit more of that, uh, commanding presidents they they already know where you're coming from sure so um how about you what do you do in those first few minutes oh my gosh well i the the band rehearsal is usually about 60 kids coming in day one or day two they don't have instruments i mean they own them but they don't bring them with them um they don't know where to go they don't have music yet so they come in and it's just kind of like a whirlwind i feel like I have to exert this huge amount of control mm-hmm. from the second they come in because it's, I think it's as much like a mental thing of, okay, who leads this class? Is it the teacher or is it going to be the kids? And like day, like that first minute, if they think that you're unprepared, uh-huh. like I feel, I feel personally, like if, if they think I'm unprepared, then they, they win. and i hate to put it that way because it's not like you know winning and losing Mm -hmm. but if they come in and think that they're going to be running the rehearsal or that i'm not prepared they're going to they're going to fill that vacuum right of you know of expectations and all that so i from day one i they come in i have their seating chart already like created Mm -hmm. of course it changes over time but each kid gets a folder um with their name on it obviously. And they get uh, a band handbook, which is like two pages long, right. <laughs> but, but it's, it's something yep. like the expectations. Mm-hmm. And then they get a piece of music for body percussion Okay, because um, I actually stole this idea from my dad, mm-hmm. who's not a music teacher, okay. but he had this idea and he told me about it. He's constantly thinking about how to like teach stuff and, and was thinking about my situation at my you know, my second job. And he was like, why don't you have them come in and immediately play the first day? Mm -hmm. And I was like, that would be great, but they don't have instruments. He's like, well, they have themselves. So I wrote a body percussion piece Mm -hmm. that they come in the first day, they find their seats, the, you know, the list of expectations of what we're doing for the day is on the board Mm -hmm. and they come in and we immediately start to play on the first rehearsal, which, um, it, They've had this full day of like teachers rambling about their, um, about their like their syllabus. Yeah, the syllabus. Their, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we do some of that too because the period's forty minutes long. Not going to do body percussion for mm-hmm. forty minutes, right? Um, but to start them out playing and get them sort of all focused on something other than just you know the craziness of the day, mm-hmm. I think it just sets the kind of tone for the rest of the year. Really, from the first minute, yeah. is just getting in there, knowing who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Let's work together on something, and it's not just going to be the teacher talks at us okay. the whole time. I like it. 
I like it because uh, I, you know, ev- everybody wants to walk in and make music, right? They, you know, and nobody, nobody really wants to be talked at um, when they when they walk in a, a music class. So, uh, what's in your band handbook? Oh. It's information about the program. Most of it they already know because they were in it in seventh grade. So right. it talks about what 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 are the ensembles? Mm-hmm. What are the extracurricular ensembles? Because we have two jazz bands and that's it. Like that's, yeah. that's our extracurricular <laughs> sure. ensembles, yeah. two jazz bands. Um, it also goes over, we have a small ensemble cycle period. So it kind of goes over that. And I can talk about that another time. Yeah, sure. But it really goes over what to expect, what they need, mm-hmm. what they have to bring with them every day. Okay. And again, most of them know this because my seventh grade colleague like drills this into them so well in seventh grade, but I don't go in assuming they remember anything. Yeah. I, I, I like that. And I, um, I've had a band handbook and then I didn't and then I did and then I didn't. And I'm thinking of bringing it back for, for September because as many emails as I can send out, there's always someone out there that doesn't, you know, read, read it all. And I feel like if it's all in one place and it's in my Google classroom and it's just, it's just there, everybody at home has it right away too. My first job, uh, my last page of my band handbook was a contract. Yes. Um, we do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Signed by the student and, uh, the parent and, uh, brought back by the second or third lesson. Right. Um, and I, I do think that helped everybody understand what the year was like. And, you know, when possible, I'd have, the winter and spring concert dates put in there with where they were going to be and what they needed to wear. Yes, and oh, yeah. all the dates right from <laughs> oh, the beginning, right from the beginning. So there's no question. No, oh, we were going to, you know, stay a little bit late on our, you know, winter vacation. And oh, that's when the concert. Oh, no. You know, so um, yeah, we, we, um, I try and get those out there right away because that's, uh, I think that's, that's really important. So we're talking about kind of starting in two different ways, because you start your lessons first. We do. And I start my ensembles first. Yeah. So that second day that they come to me, they still haven't, most of them don't have their instruments, you know, at school yet. Right. Um, I haven't handed out school instruments, like we have our low brass and low woodwinds mm-hmm. are, you know, are loaned from the school. Yeah. Um, so, so number two, day two, they're in, or actually in this case, it would be either day three or day four mm-hmm. um, of school. They're in, they still don't have instruments. So we start to do like some body percussion stuff, but then I don't remember who I learned this from, but the second band rehearsal, mm-hmm. We go over Mr. D's pet peeves. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. I was going to say, because I, I would have welts by the end of the second rehearsal from body percussion. I don't know about you all, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only like 15 minutes know, of body I'm, percussion. I'm teasing, That's I'm it. Um, and you know, it's funny because they really get into it. Um, so sometimes we go much longer than that if they're really into it and they, they want to do it right. Um, but... I do go over like pet peeves, which is something I, I wish I could remember who I learned that from. But it's all the stuff that if they know it up front, they're going to be happier. And I'm going to be happier. <laughs> um, so we so we go over that information um, like the second day. And they also have to, you know, they have to have a half inch binder for their music. Okay. Everything they get is copied legally. We mm-hmm. have originals for all of them. We just don't give out the originals. Yeah. Um, and then hole punch them and they, you know, that goes, they get their warm ups. They put their lesson book in there. They put handouts in there. Um, and I learned that trick from Brendan, uh, my seventh grade colleague. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that he's not the only person in the world who does that. Oh yeah. Um, but I didn't do that. I you, used to do oh. just like the, you know, the, the Oak tag folders that you get from the local music store and then yeah. everything would be in there. And that's great for the first day. Mm-hmm. 
And then once it rips in half and falls apart, everything's everywhere. Forget that. Uh-huh. The second the second they leave the room, there's ten sheets of whatever all, all left out on the yeah. the the stands. Yeah, I my, my first job, I did the binder, I hole punched the book, I hold you know everything. And uh, wow, how do you hole punch a book? Oh, I'll post it, guys. I'll post pictures on our, our Instagram <laughs> of the hole puncher that can punch through the the entire method book. I've never heard of this. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Um, uh, I don't want to tell you the wrong model number because I want you to I want you to have the right one. Uh, it's less than a hundred dollars. Put it in your budget for next year if you do the band binder thing because uh, yeah, you punch through the whole book and you can punch through an entire band's worth of sheet music in one shot i need um, to get this awesome. i'm learning something today thing. i yeah. didn't know oh man oh it's so good yeah I, yeah that, that'll be like a whole a whole a whole post on our insta so um uh yeah i love i love the band binder thing i don't i don't do it because uh some of my colleagues right now feel that you know getting the instrument getting the reads getting buying the book that's that's kind of enough for our, our fourth grade beginners to handle it you know in the first first year okay i get it you know they're not really in an ensemble like i said until the the the, the winter and they um, probably don't have a lot of handouts or loose sheets anyway they, at first. they they don't i mean i i supplement um i have something we call the practice paper which is where we write down what to practice for the week um it makes sense right sure. <laughs> um, and uh, and that's separate from the the method book they have their lesson schedule but beyond that i I mean that's like four sheets of paper there's not a, re- a real need for a binder right off the bat for for me so and you could like staple those in the lesson book pretty much yeah to. yeah and and uh, and we do we do that so talk to me about jen when you you've had your first lesson did they have their instruments do they have their instruments by the time they get to the first lesson? So, so this is the thing. The uh, I'd say about seventy five percent of my students walk into their first lesson with their instrument in their hands, which is awesome. Um, so, our first lesson, when I taught fifth grade beginners, they'd leave their first lesson knowing how to make a sound on the mouthpiece, how to assemble it, and how to play three notes. And um, they'd go home and practice those three notes, how to assemble it, and two songs. Now that I'm teaching fourth grade beginners and I only have 30 minute time. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, yeah. My, our lessons are 30 minutes. And that's um, including set up and tear down. Yes. Um, so, so now our 30 minute lessons, we talk about the schedule when I'm going to see them next. <laughs> we oh, make a man. few sounds on yeah. the mouthpiece and, and then kind of sort of come back, you know, the next week to, to make more sounds on the mouthpiece, mouthpiece and assemble it. Um, 30 minutes goes really, really fast with fourth grade beginners. You know, every instrument gets uh, to a different point in their in their first lesson. But to get the most out of that time, the prep I do ahead of time is insane. Um, and I don't know if everybody does this, but I, I do recommend it. Talk to me. Um, I want to know okay. what what does it look like so, before <laughs> so that first lesson. I okay. So before that first lesson, if the music stores deliver instruments to the school, I open up every single instrument. I grease every cork. I clip open all the mouthpieces that are wrapped in plastic. I, you can't see my my face here, but my mouth just dropped. My shock. jaw dropped. He's in absolute shock. Um, I I unwrap the reeds so that uh, they don't have to like like with their tiny fingers like rip apart those wonderful foil uh, wrappers around the. They can't do that. They can't do that in thirty minutes. Um, so I clip the top off off those uh, wrappers on their on their reeds. I oil everything except for the first valve, which we learn to oil together and. Uh, I gently unscrew the tops of the the valve so that it's easier for them uh, when we go to learn how to oil it. So that's the those are the instruments that are delivered 
ahead of time over the summer if if they selected delivered to school. Some some of our uh, retailers um, allow them to do that. Our rental companies, when they arrive that morning. I am on fire doing this for all the students that brought their instruments in for that that morning. Oh, so they so, bring their instruments in like at the beginning of the day. So I, yeah, so I, I, I prefer that. So like in, in one school, um, we have like a big old shelf in one room and you kind of pass through that room to get to my lesson room. My other school I'm teaching in the gym. Uh, we'll talk about that more in our, our COVID episode, <laughs> how that came to be. Um, but uh, for those first couple of weeks, I do ask that they line their instruments up outside of their classroom. So I really, so I can go through every case and do what I just described before they come down for their lesson that morning. So you're so sitting in the hallway? I'm sitting outside in the hallway room. outside their room greasing corks. Um, uh, yeah, Mrs. Wise is, is hardcore like that because, you know, I, I really can't, I have nine clarinets in one lesson group uh, this year in September for nine students to find every cork and grease them. And for me to expect nine students to ac- assemble their instrument in 30 minutes, I, I I have to give them a little help. Right, because um, most of the instruments that they get are new, are or at new. least have new corks. Exactly. So, yeah. and you can't really put an instrument together with brand new corks without greasing without it. Without greasing it. So, um, yeah. And what kid wants to sit there and be like, hey, I just had my first instrument lesson. What did you learn? How to grease our cork. Yeah, look, Ma, I can grease a cork. Like, I, I know, right? Exactly. So I want I want them going home, being able to play something after that first lesson and without without me do, helping. So here's how I manage it and make sure I get to everybody before they, you know, walk in the door because there's what, maybe 25 minutes to, to do that on the, on the first day. So I'll do my morning lesson instruments before school and then I burn part of my lunch on that day. I just I just see it coming and I you know I I have a I bring a pack of light lunch and that day yeah I bur- I do burn half my lunch greasing corks and oiling valves and um yeah that's that's my that's my secret to making sure we can we can actually play something in the first lesson. I was it when I was creating my notes for today's mm-hmm. show, I wrote down on mine, maybe I'm a little over-prepared. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take that out of the notes. <laughs> he did it, so it's right here. Because, <laughs> because holy cow, I never... I taught fourth grade for three years mm-hmm. when I started, but it, again, it was a different experience. Yeah, um, Lesson periods were longer. I had plenty of time to you know get everything together and, right. and all of that. I never did any of that. But it sounds like you're just setting your kids up for that first day to be successful yeah. right off the bat. I mean, it's seven habits of highly, uh, highly effective people that that book time is a finite commodity. I don't want to I don't I don't feel it's necessary to spend time on those those little things in the first couple lessons. So that's that's why we that's why we do it that way. Outstanding. Um, so what is lesson? Okay, so they did lesson one, they put their instrument together, together. they learned a couple notes. Yep, learned they a, took it home. Yep, took it took it home. Lesson two, uh, hopefully we come back with more reads because that was in the band handbook and in my, you know, two emails that went home and <laughs> posted in the Google Classroom. Hopefully they came back with not just one broken mangled read in oh, their yeah. case. Um, <laughs> oh, some um, of those, some of my eighth graders still have that one broken um, mangled read. Yeah, but that's a sense of pride for them. They <laughs> earned that chip. No, just kidding. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, and yeah, the second, the second lesson, um, we just, uh, so the, you know, the moral of our first lesson we said was everything we do, we do together. Our second lesson is, uh, I like to keep things in the positive and I say this to them. Uh, but in my second lesson, like you said, Mr. Dunno's pet peeves. Mm. We call it no bad habits. 
And I'd like to say only good habits and, you know, put a smile on my face, but no bad habits just hits Sounds home. Sounds like only murders in the building. I know it does. <laughs> but but um, yeah, that hits home a little, a little harder. So we just make sure that, you know, nobody's puffing their cheeks. Nobody's holding the thing upside down. No, everybody has, you know, their ligature, ligature screws to the right. Like we just, we just make sure that everybody has good habits so that we can, we can, you know, move forward together. So right. um, yeah. And by our third lesson with those two, you know, I'm using air quotes now rules uh we can we can do we can do most most things that's know? awesome yeah holy moly that's uh, we're on, we're on fire in september we are it's uh, you know it that's that's what we're here to talk about so and that's um, that's awesome too that you have the time that your school and your district give you time to do all that and make sure that this first lesson is successful yeah i mean i yeah we're really we are really really lucky to to do that i mean it's it's hard to start pulling fourth graders out of class when they they don't know their schedule, their class schedule yet. And that, you know, I, I, I'm, we're going to have a whole episode about retention, um, and everything I'm sure retention and motivation and, and, uh, a big one for the beginners is just, uh, the comfort level with making this part of their life and not making it a stressor and having, you know, so that's that I, I feel like that's really good for them that they get used to their classroom, their new teacher, they get used to their schedule. And then I start pulling them. Yeah, for I'm lessons. sure the teachers appreciate that too. They do. And yeah. that's a big one on my, bef- my before the first lesson checklist is to, I, I, I try and drop in on a grade level meeting. I, I try and connect with the uh, classroom teachers, especially if there are new people on the team um, because I pull kids every week and, and for some teachers that's not very comfortable. So I want them to know my face. I want them to know I'm easy to, talk to. I want them to understand the schedule so they can support their students and not just be like, oh yeah, band, go, bye. You know, because <laughs> that, that's stressful for a, for a 10 year old. You know? yeah. so, and we um, understand what their expectations are, mm-hmm. but new teachers or even returning teachers may not always understand that because, you know, in the middle school, we do pull out lessons mm-hmm. also. Right. And my three classes that I do a day are set by the building mm-hmm. uh, administrators. So like I'm told, okay, you do lessons period one, period three and period seven. And that's it. So we'll rotate them. So my lesson will be from period one, one week, then period three, then period seven. Right. But we're pulling out of those same three teachers every week mm. uh, or every three, every three weeks. Right. So I know like on the first, I don't know, after the first week, I'll post my lesson groups, and the rotation, the schedule, all that, and send it out to all the teachers. Mm-hmm. But I'll also put a nice reminder that, hey, music lessons are not optional. Right. They are a graded part of the student's class. Yeah. And unless they have a test or a quiz mm-hmm. or like a group presentation, they're expected to be at their lessons and make up their lesson, their material with you at another time. Yeah. And again, like you, there are some teachers who are more okay with it than others. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think setting that expectation for our colleagues uh-huh. at the beginning of the year is also important. And you're lucky that you can actually get into some of those yeah. um, meetings mm-hmm. the way our schedule works it's difficult. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I, I really, like you said, I am lucky that, that I have that time at the beginning of the year, a week or, or so, um, to, to do that. Sometimes I just go in and listen 
And I just, I'm just here to see what you're up to. And I, and I, I, I really mean it because I, I, f- I feel like I need to be a part of the fourth grade team. I need to be a part of the fifth grade team. Uh, and I, it is a little luxurious that I get to do it. But after that, I'm teaching eight or nine half hour classes a day. So yeah, you guys go um, nuts. We go, our schedule, <laughs> they, they're in and out. They come, everybody, you know, uh, comes and goes. So, but that, you know, that does, you know, help, help the teachers as well. Cause I say, okay, your class is 43 minutes. I have them for 30. They've got you, you know, another 12 to hand in their homework or uh, do what they need to do with you before or after they they come to me. So we make it work. It's not always comfortable. It's but <laughs> you know, I if I don't show my face and if I don't if I don't put a put a little disclaimer out there that says come talk to me, um, it affects the kids, and that's part of my you know pre first lesson checklist. So shifting gears just a little bit here. Uh, Eric, I see on our notes that you have a 32-item checklist. That's just for September. That's just for September. Can can we hear a little bit more about that? Because that sounds like I, I believe it, but I, I want to know what's on there. I want to know what's on your checklist. The entire year of repetitious things, things that I know I have to do every year, I have a checklist that's in Google Sheets about four to five pages long. And it goes from September, actually pre-September, all the way through June. Okay. So that I know when I when I get to a prep period and I go, okay, I've got my music out. I've got my lesson schedule set up. I don't have any emails in my inbox that I have to reply to. What do I need to do? Yeah. I can just look at the wall behind me and go, oh, it's the middle of May. I need to do this, 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 and this. Um, so as I go through the year, it's just anything that repeats itself year mm-hmm. after year. Yeah. It makes me have to think about stuff less. It's okay. like a way to systematize the school year. Okay. So September and pre-September alone have 32 items and it constantly grows. Every year I put another two or three things like, oh, right, I do this in September. I should put that on the list yeah. so I don't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes it really easy to go, okay, how do I get ready for the year? I've got band coming in tomorrow. Uh, and it's day one right now. So I need to make sure that everything is ready for band day one. What do I have to do? I have to do these, this, 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 and this. And um, and it really helps. 32 items for September. Wow. I'm sure some people are listening going, oh my God, 32 items. And some people are listening and going, only 32? Yeah. <laughs> I I hear you. Um, and yeah, I, I could probably put 32 things on my, on my list for September. And there's one that I think we overlooked just a little bit. We touched on it maybe, but my parent communication mm. list is is flawless by the time the first lesson uh, comes around. Absolutely. Like, I've found some reason to get to get everybody to respond to something by the first lesson so that I know I'm I'm get, I'm reaching everybody. Yeah. Uh, because uh cuz I I don't want to say I send a lot of emails, but with the elementary uh, students, I you know I'm not seeing them all the time at marching band, and we we our first concert isn't until January, so I don't I don't get that FaceTime if I if if uh, if I don't communicate through through email. Sure, mm-hmm. no, I think that's really important. Um, we're lucky that and I don't. You guys use Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use Genesis too, which is great because in our school district, they're really good about updating that. Yeah. At least I, I found in, yeah. with my kids is that they're really good about updating all the parent contact information and putting it up. A ton of mm-hmm. info yeah. um, on each kid, which is really useful. So, like, you can export the contact information for an entire class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, what I do is I'll just hit the export button for band, yep. uh, and I'll get a you know a 60, 60 65 line uh, spreadsheet. 
I'll copy out the email addresses and the secondary email addresses, throw them all in MailChimp. I don't know if you use MailChimp. I don't, but Um, I'm interested. It's awesome. So ever since my seventh grade colleague came, he started using the same system. So he'll put in all the seventh grade band uh, email addresses in, and then he'll put the eighth grade graduation year. So those kids are marked as, you know, graduation year 2023. Mm -hmm. And what's really nice is that I can say, I want to send out an email to all the, all the email addresses for graduation year 23. And so I know that's my kids this year. Um, and they were hits kids last year. Yeah. So I'll go through and you can, you can, you know, take the new email addresses and it's really easy to, you know, copy and paste it into MailChimp, but then MailChimp like makes it look really good. Mm -hmm. And it looks like one of those, you know, promotional emails that you get from anywhere. Oh, cool. And, um, and it's really useful. And parents can like update their own email email information. They can unsubscribe. They can subscribe like their spouse if their spouse's email address isn't oh, in Genesis. Good. Yeah. Um. And so I'll send one out. I don't know, maybe every month or so, mm-hmm. just saying, okay, here are the you know upcoming dates. Mm-hmm. Here's some important information. Here's how you get you get in touch with me and with you know with the department. And it's really useful. But like you said, having it ready day one. Oh yeah. And sending out that email just really helps set the right tone with the parents. Eric, do you, do you live life in score order? Do you like need to see your roster in score order for it to make sense to you? That was a random question. I'm sorry. I, well, I, I you know. Okay. For like email? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So when I, I, I have my roster, I, like I can sort it by last name and I can also sort it by score order. Yes. So, oh yeah. Cause if, you know, if you sort it by a, the first instrument is alto saxophone or something. And, and mm-hmm. that, I, that my blows my mind. I can't do it. Yes. So, so I have my column that I call instrument merge. If I need to merge my, uh, my Excel sheet, cause I do my roster in, um, in Excel or, um, the Google one, Google sheets. sheets. Yeah. Yeah. So I can sort it by, you know, instrument or ex- export something with instruments. And then I have, uh, I have a, a column called instrument sort and I have like a flute B oboe. And so that, so that I can sort it by, by score as well. And it really helps me when I make like lesson schedules to be able to see the whole flute section together and in the right place and in the right, you know, you know what I mean? So I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Here's a tool okay. that has made our lives infinitely easier yeah. in the seventh and eighth grade. Band. Okay. Air table. Okay, so you just invited me to Airtable, <laughs> yes. and I accepted, and I downloaded the app, and then I got distracted. So tell me more about Airtable. <laughs> so Airtable is a free visual database okay. software, and it is database, not a spreadsheet. Okay. I mean, like when you look at it, the grid view looks like a spreadsheet, Okay. but it allows you to link records from, from database to database. You can sort by however you want. So like we put in out all of our kids... Mm-hmm. And we have their their name, their instrument, their lesson period, their lesson, their their locker number, their locker combo. Yeah. We have separate databases for lockers, mm-hmm. for combos, for um, for when we go to Dorney Park. Yeah, we sure. have a separate database for that, and we can link them all together. Okay. And the cool thing is, is that the instrument field we put in the options, so it's just basically a drop down list. When sure. you see like John plays, and then an instrument, you can just drop it down. It'll say flute, oboe clarinet, mm-hmm. alto sax, tenor sax, barry sax, who go on down in, in score order. And the thing is, it doesn't do it alphabetically. It does it in the order that you put your options. Oh, interesting. So when I say sort A to Z, mm-hmm. it's actually doing flute to percussion. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm going to have to mess around with that. It is 
unbelievably helpful. Cool. And then you can say like, okay, I know that I have these 150 lockers mm-hmm. for instruments. Yeah. I know this lock is on this locker. Mm-hmm. I know it's combo. So I've got my, my database going with all that information and I can then link it to a kid. So I can say, okay, this kid, kid number 22 mm-hmm. is assigned to locker number 45. Okay. And here's the combo. It automatically pops up mm-hmm. and then you can easily like print it out, write it out, tell the kid the information they need, Wow, which is pretty cool. Okay. That's neat. And it's free. Okay. I'm going to have to mess around. With that. I really <laughs> will. I'm going to, I'm going to mess around with that before September. See, wow. These are some good takeaways, everybody. I am yeah, loving this. So we've gone through all of these sort of systems and ways that we make our lives easier, our kids' lives easier, and uh, and and just make things streamlined to get off on the right foot. But we haven't really talked about how we make connections with our kids and how we you know get them to buy in during that first month. And I think that's equally important. And they're related, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Jen, what do you what do you find that you do? during that first month to get to know kids, to get them to uh, buy into the program? I have a confession. Besides being just amazing. Yeah, well, you know, I, I do have a confession. I'm, I'm really, really bad with names. Like, really bad. Like, if you were my student last September, I know you. I'm going to review your name before our first lesson. I, I'm going to, I got to be honest. I am, I am just very, very poor with names. And I feel like that's why I never made it in the jazz world. I can't name drop. I just can't do it. I just, <laughs> I'm half kidding, but, but not really. I mean, I, uh, so many people say like, okay, learn their names and they'll, you know, and I do. And I, you know, before they walk in the door, I'm looking at the eight names on the page, uh, for, for my, you know, my flute section. And I'm like, okay, Stacy and Lauren and you know and I, I'm tr- I'm trying but uh, it it takes me a while to really get the the names down so I make sure that everybody gets a little bit of a voice in the first couple weeks so we do an exercise even after the first week at home with the with the mouthpiece with my brass lessons we'll buzz patterns back and forth and they'll get a chance to play for each other in 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 their second maybe even third lesson uh, last year I did a little welcome back survey what what worked with my with my second year students what worked for you at home during the pandemic what didn't what are your goals for this year what song do you really want to learn how to play and half of them you know we don't we don't end up getting to because they're a little out of reach but you know it kind of just gives me a good like good view of where they are we posted those things like they sent them to me through google classroom and i was able to like respond back um on there so everybody wasn't super comfortable like stepping up in class and saying, you know, saying things out loud could, could interact with me on, on there and share their thoughts. So I think the, I think those things were, were pretty helpful. Well, I think that's really important though, cause you're getting to know kids. They're getting to know that you actually care. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 30 minutes once a week, uh, it, it does take a little while to really get to know everybody. I make sure before our first lesson, I show my face in their homeroom at least twice. Um, once to just say, hey, welcome back. Uh, so good to see you all. I've got you signed up for this instrument. If I've got it wrong, come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then any new student in the building, we had 42 new families in our in, in one of my elementary schools last year. It was a lot. Um, so anybody new to the, the district, I give them the opportunity to just like see my face, say like, like, you know, come join the program, get in now. It's so much easier to 
start in the beginning of the year. You know, I give that whole um, spiel. And uh, yeah, I make I make that connection before our, our first lesson. Uh, the second time I come in to their homeroom, I'm handing out lesson schedules, um, drumming up even more business <laughs> uh, a little bit and, and meeting everybody. And the homeroom teachers know I'm going to talk a good 10 minutes when I when I come in and just just really just try and and connect with anybody. Yeah. Like I said, 30 minutes once a week is it's hard to get to know, to get to know everybody. When we had talked about this idea um, and what to, you know, what to go over, one of the things that kind of just came to my mind was it's all about performing. And I don't mean the kids performing. I mean about us. Yeah. I a firm believer that teaching is a performance art. Mm -hmm. And so by you going in, I'm sure that you going in and talking to the kids, you're talking to them in a different way than you and I are talking right now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're, uh, you know, you're loud and, you know, (laughs) not that you're not exciting now, um, but, you know, like over the top almost, right? Yeah. Mrs. Wise is is almost like a character. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. Mr. D's the same way. And that was the thing that, like, I was going to go over the most. I don't Mm -hmm. don't have any real, like, cut and dry, here are things that, that, you know, you do Mm -hmm. to make those connections. It's for me, it's just kind of about that performing and mm-hmm. getting really excited and, you know, getting really intense. Mm-hmm. I think eighth graders, despite the fact that they come in and they're kind of like, mm, yeah, sometimes yeah. like they like the intensity, They do, especially like music kids who maybe are intense about music when everybody else is intense about something else right. like sports mm-hmm. or TikTok, though all my kids do like sports and TikTok. Okay. Um, but um, anyway, they, you know, they like to see somebody up there getting intense and engaging. And I think being engaging with those kids right from the from the get go, whether it's for me in the first couple of rehearsals mm-hmm. or for you going into their homerooms, yeah, uh, into their classes and really talking to them and you know playing up the program, yeah, I think that's hugely important. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. And um, uh. Like we we started today, I said I said last year I didn't really have that FaceTime because it was just like, hey everybody, you know, sign up for the Google Classroom and I'll see you in your first lesson. I really didn't have that time because I had to walk in after after a month of COVID and have my family having COVID and then we taught our first lesson. Like it was, yeah. yeah I didn't I didn't get that time last year and I, I do think it took a little longer to get to know everybody and for them, you know, to get to know me. So, no, that's that's a great point. So I think we've had some really great conversations today. Absolutely. Um, about I know I've learned some some stuff from you, and mm-hmm. you know I think our listeners really are going to get um, hopefully get a lot out of this episode. I think they, I, I hope so too. You know we're all we're all thinking about September and getting there. Um, when we're in it, we're in it. You know, so bingo. Yeah, yeah. If you found something useful today that you took away or you have questions about anything that you heard, you can interact with us on really any social media. We're mostly on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you can find us. It's take a cue podcast and that's C U E. So yeah, interact with us. Did you find did, did Do you have something else to add? I don't know. There's lots. I don't know. Yeah. There's the, I'll, you might uh, love what we did or you might be like uh, you're out of your minds and we'd love to hear either perspective so <laughs> so yeah find us out there on on social media uh, give us a review on our podcast it really helps us out helps people find us and thanks thanks for listening yeah so this was episode three of take a cue I'm Eric I'm Jen have a great week Bye.